from beginning to the end, you are faithful, faithful to the end. I mean, that song I just absolutely love. And then to kind of cap that off, hearing another story of life change, Jesus is changing this world one life at a time. I want you to know that what Jesus Christ has done for me, what he's done for Adam and Dominique and, and their family, what Jesus has done for so many here in Pittsburgh and throughout uh, our world, he can do the same for you. He can absolutely do the same for you. And in just a few moments, I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus. I want to invite you to open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to be looking at verse 10 through 20. And just to kind of let you know this, we're kicking off a, a brand new series called Armor. We might hang out here for a while. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 20 says this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace so that in all circumstances you would take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me in opening chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. I want to kick off this series in prayer. And for some of you guys who've journeyed with us for a while, you might be wondering, Pastor Rob, why are you sitting down? Um, to be honest, I'm at our midweek right now, and I love how our church gathers in five different places and and different opportunities. A lot of you are worshiping Jesus right now with our at-home gatherings or our on-campus gatherings. And then we have a midweek on Wednesday where we record, and I have the privilege of getting to preach to people on Wednesday nights, and then Sundays at our PGH West and, and our PGH City locations on Sunday morning, Sunday nights. Um, but as we gather, if you've been here, um, I usually kind of get up, and I'm pretty hyped, and um, even as I've come here tonight to prepare to preach week one of our Armor series together, and the title of this sermon is Be Strong. 
I want you to know that even as I just worshiped with our team right now, God told me to sit down and stop thinking that I have to be strong. In fact, if I can just tell you this, I don't feel real strong right now. I'm I'm sitting down symbolically because in this moment right now, if I can confess to you in all the craziness and all the mess that's in our world right now, I'm feeling actually pretty weak. And when I've preached this message before, I've, I've gone through the armor of God before. About three, four years ago, I had the privilege of preaching through the armor of God. We only took about four weeks together. Um, we're going to definitely journey longer than that. Could be 14 weeks together. But when I preached the first time around, be strong, man, I stood up. And I acted like that head football coach, right, with a halftime speech. Or, man, that, that commander of the army that, that tells everyone to, to go and take ground. And God began to convict me that that's actually not the tone in this text. Um, I grew up in a home where my dad uh, was a rugby and cricket coach. And uh, he was also a tank commander in the South African army, and then he became a preacher. Y'all know I got uh, disciplined as a kid. Um, but my dad would always say something, especially when I was struggling. He would say, what seems to be your problem? And probably I need some counseling over this. Um, but I don't really feel like Paul's tone in this moment is really yelling and rebuking the church. I think there's a lot of care for the church. And, and I think at some level we're going to look at here It's a reminder to the church that actually we don't have to be strong. That God is going to do for us in this series what we cannot do for ourselves. So I want to pray. Pray is going to be a consistent theme throughout these weeks together in Ephesians chapter 6. And and I just want to join in prayer. And so there at home in your living room, you, you might even want to join me in prayer. Maybe get on your knees. Uh, Maybe grab your husband or your wife's hand. Uh, Man, kids, gather around your family right now. And and let's just go before the Lord. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your gospel. The, The truth of your gospel is that we can't, but Jesus, you did. And because you did, now we can. And so, Lord Jesus, I ask in the name of Jesus for you to be our strength. Lord, you know where this pastor is. You know where my heart is. You know where my energy levels are at. You know exactly where everybody else is, too. And Lord Jesus, I just believe through the power of your Holy Spirit that you want to minister to people right now. That what we need right now is not some sort of motivational pep talk on stage, getting all loud and yelling people towards right living. What we need now is a fresh move of your Holy Spirit to minister, to heal, to bring comfort to bring encouragement, and then, yes, Lord Jesus, to give us strength and courage and power to accomplish the things that you've called us to accomplish for your kingdom and for your glory. 
And so, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would lead us through every single second of this series. Lord Jesus, I pray that, Lord, if there's someone here today that's never, Lord, embraced you as their Lord and Savior, Lord Jesus, would you just so overwhelm them with your amazing, incredible love for them. And Lord Jesus, for those who know you, God, may we be enriched by you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are going to talk about being battle ready. This is an armor series. And yes, we're going to talk about all these pieces of armor that I've just read about in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 20. It's kind of getting real for me. My family is experiencing something new this fall. Um, my boys are finally playing tackle football. So they've got a whole bunch of uh, different equipment in their life. My entire garage is filled with their pads and all their cleats and all these different things. I've got three boys. All three are playing tackle football, and it's been super fun to watch. My oldest son, Bolt, he's kind of like a little bit more timid, but I really believe he's going to be like my my kind of come-from-behind player on the year. He's going to be destroying uh, kids by the end of the season, but it's taken him a little while. My twins, on the other hand, they've been violent the moment they stepped into this world. And the mere fact that now they've got pads on, They've recognized that they actually can get hurt less with these pads on. And the other day in practice, I'm just going to keep it real, I think I saw a kid, Bert tackled this kid, destroyed this kid's life. The kid had to run up the hill and go cry to mama. It was a bad scene. I think I got called into the principal's office later that week. Um, But uh, Bert has fully understood that all this equipment that he has, um, man, is pretty powerful. We're going to talk about God's equipment, and we're going to talk about how when we really put on the armor of God, it should empower us. It should give us confidence. It should give us strength. It should give us these things. But I just know where you're at right now. You're probably like me. You're like, Rob, I can't do this. And this is the beauty of this text. If you're here struggling, if if this is a difficult season for you, This is the absolute best text for you to come to. You don't have to be prepared for this. You don't have to be like highly trained for this. You can come in weakness. And what we're going to learn week one here is that God is our strength. We're going to learn how to battle God's way with God's equipment in this series. So week number one. Be strong. You might want to put that in the chat right now. Kids, as you're watching right now, say, be strong. Write that down with your notes. Where do we find that? Verse 10. Verse 10 says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Now, I really want to encourage you, as we walk through um, this passage here in Ephesians, would you take some time over the next month, two months, and would you read through the whole book of Ephesians? If you really want to know what's going on in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 20, you really should read all of the book of Ephesians. It's not that long of a book. This is Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. And a quick summary of this book, because we come here to this point in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, and Paul says the word, finally. 
He's putting a cap on this letter to the church at Ephesus. And I'll show you this, like he's actually putting a cap on a second major section of the book. The first section is found in chapters 1 through 3. And chapters 1 through 3, you can go and find a, a ton of incredible passages of Scripture. I want to kind of show you one specific passage of Scripture. But Paul talks about our position in Christ. And he doesn't just talk about our position by ourselves because there is no position by ourselves. You can't live for Jesus without Jesus. He talks about Christ's position and how we are connected in with Christ's position. Listen to this one example. In Ephesians chapter 1, right in verse uh, 19, he begins to talk about how uh, we get to enjoy the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly places. Verse 21 of chapter 1. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And verse 22, he put all things under his feet... Jesus' feet, and gave him his head over all things to the church. We have victory because Christ is victorious. And Christ has given us this position of victory. Well, when you get to the end of chapter 3, Paul begins to pray for spiritual strength. And, and the reason why he's doing that is because the back end of Ephesians... Ephesians chapter 4 through verse 10 doesn't just talk about our position anymore. It talks about our purpose. And it talks about our practice. And so Paul prays for spiritual strength as he's now about to share with the church, share with us, not just who we are, but how we are to live or what we are to do. And so you can go and you can read in chapter 4 about how we should be united with the body of Christ. You can find out about how in chapter 5 we should walk in love. You can't do this. Christ has to empower us. We love because Christ first loved us. And then at the end of chapter 5 and in the early part of chapter 6, it starts to talk about what happens at home and what happens in the workplace. Some of you are like, hey, this armor series, if we're talking about spiritual warfare and battles and all that, that's for pastors and that's for church people. I absolutely disagree. The real war today is in the home and in the workplace. What I do is we worship in a building once a week. This is easy. This is cake. The real battle happens 24-7 when we're out there trying to live for Jesus around a whole lot of people and a whole lot of places that want anything but Jesus. You see, Paul talks about the real warfare here when he talks about the home and the workplace and then we come into Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. So you got to understand context. Paul put finally there as a cap to an encouragement to the church to truly live the gospel, serve the city, and be the church at home and in the workplace. Well, then there's a charge. Paul says, finally, be strong. I told you all, when I, when I hear that, I hear my dad saying, what seems to be your problem, Rob? Like, suck it up. Get over it, right? I don't think this is Paul's tone. 
I don't, I don't think exactly he's trying to like stand up with a megaphone like a head coach telling everybody to be strong. I think this is tender. I think this is soft. And at the end of the day, Paul understands that there's no hope in this church in Ephesus. The only hope is found in Jesus. So he doesn't just say here, be strong. There's not a period there. The sentence continues. It says, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Check out this statement. The what was never meant to be accomplished without the who. Anyone thankful for the rest of verse 10 there? That what we're reading in Scripture is not, finally, be strong. I mean, I know you've lost your job. I know your, your marriage is falling apart. I know that you're going through a rough financial season in this COVID-19. I know you've been sick. Be strong. Anyone thankful that that's not the end of the verse? There's not a, a cry from Jesus for you to do everything. There's a cry from God and his word for you to sit down. And to trust in him. For, for you to sit down and allow Jesus to be who Jesus is. Who is victory in our lives. Who is the one who, as we read in Ephesians chapter 1, who is seated at the right hand of the Father and that is over all things. The one who has the power to defeat sin, death, and hell by dying Upon a cross for us, that same power right now is within us as we receive this command to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. That's why these two verses are so important. John chapter 15 and verse 5 says this. Jesus says, I am the vine, church, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, right now, put the word abides on the chat. Say the word abides. This is our responsibility. Not to be strong, to abide. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. We learned in a past series, this fruit is faith, hope, and love. When we abide in Jesus, he provides faith, hope, and love. And then it says, for apart from me, how much can we do? Nothing. Nothing. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Abide in Jesus. And why should we abide in Jesus? One of my favorite scriptures, Psalm 20, verse 7 through 8, says this. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. But we, who is the we? The church, those who are strong, not just in and of themselves, but those who are strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. We're not trusting in ourselves. We're not trusting in our chariots and horses. 
I don't know how long this is going to last, but this past week I made one post on social media. It's just kind of got our armor graphic on it, and I talk about victory in Jesus. And can I tell you, just being honest, God has convicted me that i got to lay everything down in this season, even me and my ability to try and convince people to join our church through social media. God wants me to sit and let him work. So I'm not going to trust in chariots and horses anymore. I want to trust in the name of the Lord our God. Why? Because in this scripture it says those who trust in chariots and horses. If my hope to reach Pittsburgh is my social media account, I'm going to fall. They collapse and fall. But we who are putting our hope and our trust in the Lord to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, it says we rise and stand up right. So as we close, I got two questions for us. Number one, will you trust in Jesus? I pray that right now, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that this would be a moment of salvation. We've just seen this incredible testimony of life change. And what Jesus Christ has done for Adam and Dominique and their family, he can do the same for you right now. God's word says if you would confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Allow Christ in this moment to be strong for you. But secondly, if you know Jesus as Lord and Savior, here's the second question. Will you be strong for Jesus? Now, hopefully, if I would have asked that question at the beginning of this message, you would have been a little overwhelmed. But I hope if you've learned anything from this time in God's word today, that this is actually not about you. This is dying so that Christ might live. Will you be strong for Jesus? The, the command is still there. Don't, don't hear me on this like, oh, Rob's saying we don't have to be strong. No, we have to be strong. But it's not dependent upon us. If our strength is not in our ability to do anything, our strength is from the Lord. Do you know there's something amazing in Ephesians? And this is how I want to close our time in the Word. In Ephesians chapter 3, in verse 14 through 21, remember I talked about our position. At the end of that section where it talks about our position, Paul actually shares a prayer for spiritual strength. That's what I want to pray for us right now. I want to pray for spiritual strength. Prayer is going to be a common denominator all the way through this armor series. And, and I just want to, as we read Scripture, um, we're going to talk about how Scripture is the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. It's one of those incredible pieces of armor that we have to take up. But I just want the Word of God to do work. So let's pray. Let's declare the Word of God over our lives right now. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 21, it says this, For this reason, 
I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened. There it is. With power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might that you being grounded and rooted in love may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God now to him who is able you ain't able he is able now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and forever. Amen.